0: It's Sunday morning. I'm Deacon Bob. On Palm Sunday we actually read two Gospels. The shorter Gospel is the triumphant entry into Jerusalem. That's the one I'm going to concentrate on this morning. The other Gospel is the Passion, the one where we traditionally interactively read through the Passion of Jesus Christ. Before we start, I'd like to ask a question. What are you thankful for? I think it's important, especially in uncertain times, to ask that question. It helps us to put things in perspective. We have a tendency sometimes to just focus on the negative, to look at what's wrong with the world. But there's a lot right with the world. And there's a lot right with the world because Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus is the King of Kings. We're going to see that on display in the Gospel this morning. So what are you thankful for? Take a minute and think about it. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus and the disciples drew near Jerusalem, and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find an ass tethered, and a colt with her. Untie them, and bring them here to me. And if anyone should say anything to you, reply, The Master has need of them, then he will send them at once. This happened so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Say to daughter Zion, Behold your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the ass and the colt and laid their cloaks over them, and he sat upon them. The very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and strewed them on the road. The crowds preceding him and those following kept crying out and saying, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, Who is this? And the crowds replied, this is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee the gospel of the lord when i listen to this gospel two things strike me first isn't this kind of unusual behavior for jesus it's like he's putting on airs it's like you know he's he's making a big deal of himself riding on this donkey with palms and a crowd cheering. It's almost like uh, out of character for him. There must be something very unusual going on in this. The second thing that I'm reminded of is just how quickly public opinion can change. Things are going to be much much more bleak in a couple of days. Let's take the first one. This unusual behavior is the result of a prophecy by the prophet Zechariah we can find that prophecy in chapter 9 verse 9 where it says exalt greatly O daughter Zion shout for joy O daughter Jerusalem behold your king is coming to you a just savior is he humble and riding on a donkey on a colt the foal of a donkey we should also remember there were many prophecies of the coming Messiah One in particular from Daniel dated the prophecy as 490 years, which brings it to a point just before the time of Jesus. The Jews were waiting for the Messiah to come. They knew that the Messiah was going to be coming soon. That's what their prophecies told them. So Jesus, in order to fulfill these prophecies, does something that's very unusual for his character. He gets this donkey and he rides it into town amid the thundering crowds, the the accolades of the people. But how quickly that changes. How quickly. I can't help but think of how things are changing very quickly for us with the self-imposed restrictions, uh, staying home, uh, you know, six feet social distance, wearing masks now. All those kinds of things that would have seemed impossible just of you know a month ago or or weeks ago, and we are uh, we're dealing with this change, and there's no end in sight. But what would God have to say about that? If we look back at at the life of Jesus and see this this change, this everything is going great moment of Jesus, and then within less than a week Jesus is going to be crucified he's going to be hung on a cross he's going to be killed he's going to be whipped and scourged and it is brutal death and he will be resurrected we have to look at the whole picture the life, death, resurrection of Jesus is all one whole act of God we're all dealing with change We're all dealing with a turn of events that looks very negative. The answer, the answer for us is the same as the answer for Jesus. We need to trust in God. We need to look for him for support. We need to look for him and his people. We need to look to the church for support. It's very unfortunate that we are unable to have mass now. And I I hear people all the time talking about how, how that's difficult. As we are deprived from participating in mass in our usual fashion, we can certainly participate online. We can watch live stream masses. We can um we can pray. We can pray with our family. We can gather as a family to watch the live stream mass. We can listen to homilies. We can you know, this is this is what you're doing right now, listening to a homily. And we need to remember, I think I mentioned it before, that while the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life we cannot associate the Eucharist simply with the bread and wine transformed into the body and blood of Christ there is more it is even deeper than that we meet Jesus in the words proclaimed we meet Jesus in the, in the people gathered and I know we're not gathering now but we are gathering virtually you know we have the technology to to gather so i would encourage you to download a product like zoom for example if you go to zoom.com sign up you can send an email to people and you can have a video conference with them it's very simple uh... they tell you there's a forty minute limit if you go beyond the forty limit during this pandemic time you'll get a message that says it's free uh... it's free now there's no limit anymore at least for a while So I would encourage you to make connection with people, make connection with your family. But also, many of you are involved with Discipleship Quads, and those of you who are not can be. Check out the website under Discipleship Quads, and I'll have some information for how you can get started if you haven't started, and how you can meet virtually using Zoom. In fact, yesterday morning, I, I met with my quad and this was the first time that we did it online. And it it works, it really does. My wife did it last night. She she and her four group um, met and, and went over all the various questions and so on. The Discipleship Quads are really a small group study designed to help people become disciples of Jesus Christ and help people to move further along than they are in the path of becoming disciples of Christ. I find it personally helpful to, you know, it's helping me to grow. It's helping me to be faithful to commitments. Uh, I think the other two fellows that are in my group say the same thing. Bible studies can be done online. Bible studies can be done face to face, so to speak, even if you're in different parts of the country. I would encourage you to go out and make connections with people. Okay, so I guess I've rambled along enough. God bless and keep well.